Hello, Future Tribe. We've made it. We've made it to episode 50 of the podcast. And it's been an interesting journey, I would say, all along the way. We've covered everything from the latest news in technology and marketing to interviewing optimistic go-getters, as we like to put it. And none of this would have been possible without all our awesome guests. And of course, Hayden, who produces the podcast. And last but not least, you guys, you who listen to this podcast every week, tuning in on all sorts of platforms. I just wanted to say that I really appreciate you listening. I really appreciate the interest and I look forward to the episodes that are just around the corner, the ones that are coming up. We've got some interesting plans and interesting people in the works, so very excited to get that to you. Uh, Before I continue, I should also mention that if you haven't listened to part one, which is episode 49, I strongly recommend going back and listening to that so that you get the whole picture. Speaking of pictures, this whole interview that Hayden and I had for about an hour, hour and a half, Uh, is actually on video so check out the links in the description uh, where you can watch the full video Uh, you can see what we look like obviously podcasting is much more audio than than video but this is a nice opportunity for us to get in front of the camera and talk to you all getting into details about the episode itself It continues with us discussing what it was like starting Future Theory, uh, my biggest achievements and missteps, and then just general advice for people who may be interested in following in my footsteps. Hayden then asks me to give my perspective as an employer on what attributes you need to have to succeed in the marketing industry. This sort of turns into topics about university degrees, software suites you should learn and familiarize yourself with, and if even marketing is right for you. And then, of course, I get a taste of my own medicine and have to sit through the top 12, uh, talking to Hayden about my top 12 favorites. So, hope you enjoy this episode, and don't forget to check out the video as well, and let us know what you think. Welcome to the Future Tribe Podcast, where we're all about taking your future to the next level. Whether it is interviewing guests or unpacking strategies, you know we will be talking about getting things done and backing you, a fellow optimistic go-getter. And now, as always, here is your host, the formidable, fortunate and highly favoured, Jermaine Muller. It's, It's still one of my biggest fears is that we'd provide a service and the client wouldn't feel it's worth it. Um, but do you feel like that sort of creates like a a bit of like a disconnect because obviously you want to do stuff to the best of your ability because it you know it's your name on the business like mm, you are the it's in in my interest yeah yeah but you've always also said to me that being done is being better than perfect you know what I mean like yeah yeah I mean the so, way we handled that is that um, we are around once once a website launches yeah we're still around yeah, yeah. Um, and we we touch base yeah. you know um and 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 i talk to the client and say you know i'd like to check in with you you know every two weeks is okay or yeah. if there's any issues come back to me um because i agree done is better than perfect yeah um and it's something that i again still struggle with sort of just recognizing that okay this is done mm. and to be honest this is 99 percent there there might be one percent that needs to be sort of tweaked but that would that will get tweaked that yeah. will be fixed yeah um and you know the catch when it comes to things like websites is that they're always evolving you know there's yeah. new trends coming up yeah. there's like a website that you built five years ago is a completely has to be a completely different website nowadays yeah like 
TikTok didn't exist five years ago. Yeah. And you know, if you're if you're listening to this sort of laughing, TikTok's not a legitimate sort of business source or a lead generator. There are heaps of businesses who thrive on TikTok because of because of the nature of what they do. And it's more important to like, you know, take TikTok out of the equation, just like any, you know, online X, Y, and Z. Exactly. Well any 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 um source, yeah. any lead source yeah. um out there, you just need to be able to adjust to that. Yeah. Um and that just means that, you know, done is better than perfect and perfect is never achieved or attained because you know, just as you get, just as you think to yourself, okay, the Instagram integration is working perfectly, and so is the Facebook integration. A new social media platform comes along, yeah, or a new web standard comes along, yeah. or a new medium that people are listening to comes along. Yeah. You know, people might podcasts sort of came out of nowhere; they still haven't hit mainstream, but yeah. you know that will happen. Yeah, video is still big. Yeah, um, but you need to you need to be able to almost be agile enough to take those things do them and recognize that it's they almost have a lifetime yeah what a lifetime of optimal sort of uh return investment mm. but then because you launch a, web, a, a new video today and if you really push it it'll be really useful for three to six months yeah after that once once your target market sees it enough times it's much less use but it still provides value if you sit it in a good location on your website yeah. so it's sort of balancing all, all that out there i think yeah um what are some of the biggest achievements you've had at future theory that you're personally the most proud of and what are like some of the biggest mistakes that you like you know constantly think back to yeah so um i mean the biggest biggest thing in my opinion is just is just uh, i don't want to name clients but just working with uh, especially clients who really took what we worked, what we did for them and then just added their flavor on top and then just touch base regularly and um, just, you know, becomes a real team effort. Yeah. Um, to me, those are the biggest wins yeah. um, because that's how I see um, myself and yeah. us sort of, I mean, some of my, like my first clients back in 2008 are still working with us today. Yeah. Um, to, to some degree at yeah. the very least. And, you know, I've grown a lot. Back in the day, I used to charge $10, $15 an hour. Um, it's a different time now, yeah. but, but, but we're a different business. So it's interesting that they still sort of came along for that journey. Um, but, um, yeah, that, that sort of, like, to me, that's the biggest win is just hitting, like, getting some, like, I mean, more than a handful of clients who just go with it and some of them are just, like, one, two, three-person teams who just know to innovate and sort of take the advice, put their own spin on it, spit it out there, just just fantastic. Yeah. In terms of mistakes, um, it's it's a... I think trusting people to an extent. Yeah. Um, I haven't lost a lot of money to trust, like, because I've trusted people. But, you know, over the years, like, a few thousand dollars um, has been lost by people who, like, stealing things. And it's not, at the end of the day, given the scale of projects that we do, it's not the end of the world. But Mm. it it is still felt. Yeah. It's still something I listen back to. Um, And, you know... (sighs) Was this in terms of people you commissioned for work and they didn't do the work or is this something uh people who yeah, well people who we did work for who just didn't end up paying or oh, wow. did end up you know trying to essentially steal our service yeah, and yeah. Then just run away and not pay yeah um and you know at the end of the day i think 
I think back to those things every once in a while and it's sort of it's just one of those things where I wish it didn't sort of turn out that way mm. I mean I'm talking like it's less than one percent of yeah like, yeah like not even like it's it doesn't really register but um and, and uh, genuinely in those instances I don't think having a contract would have helped I don't think any any of that would have helped I mean it's too hard I mean every small business owner I know has the same story where Someone owes you $300 and it's in that period where it's like, what am I going to do? Take them to small claims court and spend heaps of money to get this back? Or am I just going to like, I just have to eat it. Exactly. You just have to sort of suck it up. Um, That's that's a mistake, I think. Um, And not, uh, I mean, you know, going back to the advice that I gave around um, understanding your lead sources and lead generation and Mm. systemizing things. Mm. I wish I did that earlier. Yeah. Um, Because then it, once you have it refined well enough it just becomes this um you know rinse and repeat sort of thing you know in a very good way in a very yeah, nice yeah. way in that you can just you just know that you know these these sources are really great or these channels are really get, great to get leads yeah you know what you have to post you know how you have to post it you know you have to who you have to talk to yeah um and then when it comes in to get work done you have it all systemized so that not not so that you give everyone the same service because that's another thing that we really try and do is not is, is to provide a custom very custom service so yeah. that, you know it's like a fitted suit versus a suit right mm. um there's there's a huge price gap between the two yeah um because there's a different level of refinement yeah um and it's just for us it's about making sure that we can provide a customized service but you can you can you can systemize how you customize yeah yeah of course, of course of course um and it's about doing that and you know um, I think if if we did that earlier, we could have scaled more, and you know, it, it all comes back to. I know you're a bit of a maths guy, like you know, like you like numbers, yeah. Um, and numbers are very. You you can almost put numbers around everything, right? Yeah. Um, and business is is definitely an area where you can do that. So I wish I did a lot more of that. Yeah. Um, putting numbers and understanding things things better yeah um and oh a big thing as well is um just using some sort of invoicing system as soon as possible um that's a big thing that i just just sort of remembered is um people don't realize like there are there are just free services like wave apps out there i just yeah. i use them for a long long time before sort of moving to a paid version yeah but even the paid services like quickbooks cost i think 16 20 dollars a month yeah which if you have a business um you can, you know, you can just break break that down and get each client to pay per hour, and that'll end up being like ten cents an hour or something. Yeah, which is it just, it's just something that you have to do because then you can track. You can first of all provide a professional sort of invoice, mm. and then track how long that takes, and then use again coming back to those numbers, use those numbers to understand the business. Yeah, um, understand and, and better communicate to them probably like where their money is going because I feel, you know, if if you're, you know, giving a marketing agency $4,000, I'm not happy if they're just coming back, you know, having spent it and be like, here's the stuff we created, see you later. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And you, you provide more levels of, like, um, there was a time when we'd, the invoice would say, you know, uh, for website services for uh, hayden.com.au. Yeah. Nowadays, it's, you know, website development, uh, website framework setup, website yeah. foundational setup, security testing. Yeah. Like, we really break it down because, like you said, it communicates this is what, this is all the things that you paid for. Yeah. Um, versus, you know, 
here's here's a solution which is important when there's you know informational asymmetry I, I sort of equate it to you know when you go to a mechanic or a panel beater and stuff like that why they give you a quote that says um removing this panel will take 15 minutes at my hourly rate here's yes. what it gets because you don't know what it takes to get out of debt you don't know what it takes to fix the headlight you don't yeah. know you don't know what it's in what is involved let alone um, the cost of what is involved, yeah. the time. So you're going to be, yeah. So you're going to be skeptical about how much my like, you know, four thousand dollars to fix, you know, the front panel of my car. Like, are you, are you joking? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, surely it's just a matter of you know hitting the dent back the other way. Yeah, but it's like, no, no, no. I have to take out like all these, you know, things in the car, and I have to take go get a spare part. Yes. Like. So yeah, I totally get that. Um, are there any other general tips before we sort of move on to a different topic? Um, for business owners, you know, if I'm a person who's worked in the industry for a little bit, I'm honing my skills and I'm sort of thinking about going out on my own. Are there any other tips like specifically regarding like the financial aspect of it? Because I'm assuming that would be very scary. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, and this might, people might cringe, yeah. but I almost say don't look at the number, don't look at the like dollar number. Mm. Um, look at just generating cash flow and yeah. putting out work. Yeah. Um, because... When you just focus on the number, it just ends up being about the dollar figures. Like, yeah. And, and, and you, you know, when I say number here, I mean, I mean how much income, mm. um, because that's just missing the point. That's not what, what it should be about. It should be about providing value. It should be about, um, at the end of the day, if you provide good work at a reasonable price and you keep people happy, yeah. then, um, they're going to come back and they're going to tell their friends about it. Yeah. So on and so forth. Yeah. So, um, I think that's that's like my big thing. Even mm-hmm. now, it's it's I take a minimum wage out of the business. Mm-hmm. It's about investing it all, and it's about having money there for the business to do more, to innovate more, to yeah. provide more value. Um, because it doesn't have to, you know. I'm not trying to sell out or sell the business in 12 months. Yeah, it's about sort of creating something bigger, and that growth takes reinvestment. Yeah, and that freedom to an extent of Having, um, knowing that you have to put out, you know, 50 hours of work per person per week and how much income is coming in, it doesn't have to necessarily, you know, okay, it doesn't have to say 100 bucks an hour, um, 50, 50 hours of work a week. Mm. That doesn't have to match up. Like, mm. you might end up earning only $20 an hour. Yeah. But it's important that you provide that value and make sure that when you provide that value, it is as well-rounded mm. and as holistic as possible. Yeah, so basically saying that you shouldn't expect from the door to be making exactly what you made in your previous role and and expect that generating cash flow and generating a client base is going to be pretty It's going to take time. Yeah. And, and, and just forget that. Like, at the end of the day, you're comparing numbers that don't even, like, have no right being compared, yeah. right? It's sort of like comparing... Um, I mean, you know, going back to the analogy of cars, um, it's like comparing, um, or, or travel, sorry, like getting from point A to point B. It's like comparing the price of a car and the cost of a car and the cost of a mountain bike. Mm-hmm. They're, they're on two different scales. You're not, you, yes, you can use, you know, the same dollar figures to work out, oh, this is how much it'll cost me per kilometer, so on and so forth. Yeah. But they're completely different things. Yeah. Um, even though they get you from point A to point B. Sure. Um, and you need to treat it like that. Yeah. Because um, if it's just about the money, just just go work for someone else. Yeah. Yeah, way less to worry about. Yeah. You, you get super paid. You get uh, a regular um, 
regular wage. Yeah. Um, you can get your holidays sort of booked off yeah. and booked away. That's beautiful. If that's what you want, keep, yeah. keep doing that. Yeah. But don't don't get into business for the money. I, I know I know you hear it a lot, but like get into it because you want to do something bigger. Yeah. Um, and you know that you can provide value or you know that you'll get to a point where you can provide value. Yeah. Um, and, you know, not because of how much more money you can make. Yeah, I, I think that's a great thing to say because, I mean, everyone says it about everything. I mean, actors will say it about acting. Um, people who have online presences will say it about, you know, doing that. It's like if you start making YouTube videos for the sole purpose of being a millionaire and being rich, you're never going to last because if you don't have a passion for what you're doing, it's it'll, get very old very it'll, it'll show in your work and you'll become burnt out. And I, th- I think that goes for everything. I think, like, you know, if you're becoming a doctor for the sake of being a doctor because your parents, like, want you to become a doctor, <laughs> you're going to hate it. Like, yeah, it's it's not fun, right? And you've and got to put in a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. All right, so now I think I'm going to transition into a couple of questions that will sort of interest, I think, younger people who want to get into marketing or the marketing industry because you actually have a very unique uh, perspective because you hire people mm-hmm. in this space now. You're a business owner, you know, You've done interviews with people. You know what to look for. You know, I work for you, uh, obviously. <laughs> so I think I want to ask you some questions about that because I feel like, you know, there's sort of a lot of different avenues to get into the marketing industry and a lot of different information that people will tell you about, you know, whether you should go to university, whether you should just upskill yourself, whether... So is studying marketing at university mandatory for you know basically the work that you do and like that's that's a contentious question because i'm sure you know that there's almost two different schools of thought around it Mm. my personal belief is that what matters more when it comes to any anything that you do obviously there's like industries like medical industry where you have to get certain qualifications because there's there's sort of legal um, parameters and governmental sort of oversight yeah um but in any other area to me what matters more is your attitude towards it um versus how much you learn from a organization yeah and an educational institution so um as an extension of that and i'm not sure if this is one of your questions later on but like when i'm looking to hire someone Mm. or work with someone one big thing i look for is attitude yeah um, and and sort of um, passion for what we may or may not be doing. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, I think skills can be taught. Yeah. Um, yes, creativity can't necessarily be taught to someone, mm. but if you have the right attitude, you'll get there anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just that attitude that matters more versus like um, official, like, you know, credentials and education and, yeah. and all that. It, those things make it easy to gauge if someone has at least the like the core competencies around something yeah yeah but it doesn't like i've never seen you know that translate one to one um in terms of you know let's say you went to uni and did a- academically really well in marketing yeah that doesn't make you a good marketer because there's heaps of people every year from every single uni who graduate with like really high gpas yeah but you don't see them all going around you know being the top marketer in their field yeah there just isn't that happening. Yeah, so. and, I, and I think, you know, putting in my two cents as a person who is, you know, about to graduate and it's sort of what you describe. like I do pretty well on all the marketing subjects. Uh, the problem with them, and I think with the university in general, and not to harp on university being bad because I totally don't think that's the case, but 
I think they get stuck in the theory a lot, which is important in aspects of marketing, such as consumer behavior, which are very psychology-based. Yes. Yeah, which there's a science, more of a science behind. But the problem is, is that I never got taught to use any of the tools that I currently use now working for Jermaine, you know. I never got taught the importance of, you know, using basic graphic design tools. I never got... I've never, ever learned how to use Google Analytics in university. I've never learned how to edit a WordPress blog um, in university. And, of course, these are things that can be taught, but I think what's interesting is that if you do an accounting course, you have to use MYOB. You have to use Zero. This is not like there's no other two ways about it. You have to use these things. But in marketing, you sort of don't have to. Mm-hmm. So because, like, and I guess it's partly, of, partly the thing around it as well is that marketing is so big and there's so many options and there's so many platforms out there and it's dynamic it's changing i feel like i was talking to a bloke who currently is the general manager of the braves and the, the canberra braves and um the cavalry and he did marketing and stuff like that and he sort of goes on to say that i learned so much in school that i don't apply now because i sort of came in before the digital um you know advent in marketing so a lot of the stuff I learned is cool and you know it's interesting and it, it helped me in certain respects but it didn't make any of the marketing jobs that I had leading to now any easier yeah yeah or, or, or in some cases making any better at so with that being said what are some like desirable skills that you look for in potential employees like and and what are ones that aren't so important and I'll, I'll sort of give you my point of view on this before I let you get into it um a lot of people will say learning graphic design is a good skill to have, but if you want to do marketing proper at a you know a big agency or internally at a place that they will have people who can usually do that sort of stuff, and you will be focused more on the actual like strategic elements of it. Like, what is your thoughts on that, and what skills are less desirable, and what skills do you think are super desirable? Yeah, in my opinion, having a good grasp of it all yes. is really important. Yeah. Um, and it's not like it's hard to do. Like, um, there's nothing stopping you from downloading Adobe Creative Cloud. Yeah. Like, there's nothing stopping you from learning Photoshop. Um, there's there's no skill level required. Like, there's nothing stopping you from looking up videos on YouTube on how to, how to use these um, packages and services. Mm. Um, I think... You know, you touched on sort of graphic design not, say, being as important. But the thing there is that 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 only happens when you work for such a big organization that they get enough throughput to justify one person or multiple people just focusing on one um, one sort of creative service, yep. one strategic service. Yep. Um, in my opinion, smaller businesses should be looking for part-time sort of marketing managers almost. Yep. Like even if it's two days a week, that's how... I, I spent a lot of my sort of initial days um, and what helped there was just knowing, maybe not necessarily an expert in all the fields, mm. but just knowing enough, yeah. sort of knowing, you know, the theory around how how something should be done so that even if you were to outsource it or send it to another person, yeah. you have some knowledge of that process. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to me, if you're looking at going into marketing, just having a knowledge of all those areas. And this is the thing, like, like, I've, like I mentioned before, or just, just then, there's nothing stopping you from, you know, Googling it and YouTubing it and understanding it and learning those things. Yeah. Um, because even if you work on the strategic side of, say, a big marketing agency, yeah. it's handy to know 
what is possible from a say if if all they use is Photoshop or all they use is Illustrator. Yeah, it's good to know what is possible from a creative output, mm. so that when you're thinking about the strategic side, you're not doing. Let's say you have someone who's an expert um, motion graphics like designer and animator. Yeah, and you're an art. You can then make sure that you're not asking them to do something that's out of scope for them. Yeah. Um, but if you didn't have that knowledge, you would just come to the. Come you would to the assume that say, it's all the same thing and they can do it. Yeah, or, or, or that you know they can just do it. Like yeah. that. That as far as you're concerned, that should be something that they can put out and do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it helps to have that knowledge um, going into that mm-hmm. to know that okay, this is the limits of what someone who knows how to use Illustrator yeah. can do, yeah. or someone who knows how to use After Effects can do. Yeah, and I mean that is that just you know goes on and on and on. Um, where that's applicable to any sort of package or service. Yeah. Um, cool. Do you have any specific um, recommendations for like software packages that you would? Yeah. Creative. So Adobe Creative Cloud. Yeah. Creative Suite. Um, understand. You know, I think with websites being so important, understanding how domain names work. Yeah. How website hosting works. Yeah. What WordPress is. Again, all these things cost very little to like a domain names like ten dollars a year. Yeah. Hosting is, again, you can get very cheap services for hosting that let you set up a WordPress environment, play around with it. Mm. Um, you can even download uh, services like Flywheel that let you install a local instance of WordPress um, so you un- understand how all that works and how all that looks and, yeah. and what it means. Yeah. Um, so at the very least, I mean, when you go to a mechanic, let's say, to fix um, something that's wrong with your engine, mm. It's much more helpful if you know the general, like you don't have to know specifics of how an engine works, but understanding, you know, why um, the the engine makes a funny sound when you accelerate mm. um, is much easier to sort of get your head around yeah. if you know what happens when you put press down on the accelerator yeah. versus having no idea how an engine works. And it's sort of... Yeah, bad. so like I think the general advice that Jermaine is trying to say here is that if you want to learn how to do... Um, a lot of different stuff you should try to do it yourself i mean the advice that i've been given i think it's good is that if you want to learn how to use like stuff like google analytics start a blog start about writing about stuff it doesn't have to be like great writing or interesting stuff but just like you know create something that links to it figure out it because learning by doing is going to be better than watching a youtube video and trying to remember it um and you know and it's important then not to not to then market that that knowledge incorrectly, yeah. of course. I've, I've had instances where people say, oh, yeah, no, I know how to use Google Analytics. And it turns out that they know how to link it to a website and look at, you know, one, one-tenth, one-twentieth of the information coming in. Yeah. So, you know, never oversell that. But, mm. but at the very least, you know, like if someone was to say, okay, can you log into Google Analytics? At least you know how that works. Yeah, you know? yeah. How, how it works to find your uh, property and, and sort of find the specific website. Um, because past that, there's a lot of documentation out there. For a lot of services, it's all well documented that it, that's not stopping you from sort of, you know, making progress in that area. Yep. Uh, I think the last question I'm going to ask you is for even people who, you know, maybe they're coming out of high school and maybe they're interested in marketing or graphic design or, you know, um, web development. How do you know whether this stuff is for you? And like what it's it's a broad question, but I think, you know, as someone who's worked in it in mm. both for both a a company, you know, working for someone and who started a business in the industry, like what 
do you need to ask yourself and what type of work are you doing, you know, day to day? Yeah, good question. I think I think it's just about looking at what you what what makes you genuinely happy and what makes you excited mm-hmm. um, because the beauty with marketing is if you wanted to chase after just one specific niche like if you only wanted to develop websites mm-hmm. there is something out that there, there are jobs out there for that specific niche mm-hmm. if you only wanted to design the front end of a website there's something out there for you so on and so forth which is really nice to yeah. know yeah. Um, and you know for some people that like developing websites and coding is just all they want to do and can think of doing and then that's fantastic uh for some people they couldn't think of anything worse Mm. um it's it's sort of thinking about it and then actually doing it and again like like we've just touched on it's very easy to experiment and see if this is for you yeah you know if it it excites you to try and work out um why you know cross browser compatibility of of a certain aspect of say html or css Mm. um then you know that Solving problems in that sort of nature mm. is something that you look forward to. Yeah. Versus if, again, you can't think of anything worse, mm. you know that, okay, that's not for you or that's not for me. Yeah. Um, so that would be my big tip. Cool. Well, I think that sort of wraps up the questions that I have. But, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know how this episode is going to end. It's going to end with the top 12. Ooh. Ooh. I forgot about the top 12. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, um. So to people who don't know, if you're a first-time listener, basically Jermaine's going to give us 12 recommendations. Um, three are going to be books or podcasts he likes, three software he can't live without, three mantras he lives by, and then three people he admires. So let's start with the books or podcasts. You're a big podcast listener, so mm-hmm. let's start there. This what? was pretty easy. Um, so I love Wandry, who's a, a podcast um publisher mm. um i listen to business wars mm. um, business wars is really interesting because they go through just epic sort of business battles mm. um the recent recently they released uber versus lyft so there's i listened to uh, episode one of usually it's a multi-part series yeah you know things like ferrari versus lamborghini um uh oh, patagonia versus oh who is their competitor Allface. yes yeah yes um so um there's just amazing sort of stories there and I yeah. think there's a lot that you can learn out of it mm-hmm. um, so that's one um, get, I'm getting back into Nathan Latka's um, podcast I think he calls it oh forget what he calls it but we can link it um, yeah yeah. forget the name of the podcast but um, like again today's episode was um, from the founder of Design Pickle which oh, is yeah. this um, software as a service almost like um, productized a service platform. It's they're the biggest um, unlimited, like flat price design service in the world. Mm-hmm. That that they get, he gets, he asks really tough questions. It's usually about a 20, 30 minute episode, and you know, interviewed everyone from the founder of Zoom um, to you know, I think the guys behind Mailchimp as well. Yeah, so, um, pretty pretty awesome podcast yeah. there. Um, and the other one, um, oh, I love a bit of true crime. Yeah. Um, the this is. This is a bit of a cop-out because I know for a fact that next week's episode recommendation is going to be the same, mm. um, but it's the, um, I think it's called Unravel. It's the ABC oh, okay. podcast about true crime, okay. um, and the guest that we'll have next week um, talks about um, season four 
which is about a fraudster, um, and that that was a really good. Uh, so is it the whole season like one crime? Or yes. Is it... oh, yes. So okay. they so, so they different. have different seasons, and yeah. then they each season starts sure. on a crime. Sure. Um, that's really good. And the other one, I think that was a one podcast as well about another about a serial killer. Mm. Um, so I'm giving you four. Um, I'll link the name of the podcast. Um, uh, because they had like a like a funky name. Oh, and Doctor Death. That's another. I've I just got heaps. And Doctor yeah. Death's another about a guy who um, basically was a killer, not intentionally, but he was just um, not capable of being a good doctor. Yeah. And there's just a story around that and this, the way the system failed to protect people. Really? Um, so yeah, there's a bunch there for you. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a big spread. That's a big spread. Um, what software can't you live without? Uh, oh, Gmail. Yeah. Um, and Google Calendar are really big for me. Gmail for emails, or we use G Suite, which is powered by Gmail and Google. Um, uh, Google Calendar, just because it keeps track of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, Google Chrome, again, I feel like this is all about Google and Google mm-hmm. Drive. It's just mm-hmm. we use a lot of their services. So um, yeah. I couldn't recommend them enough in the way they integrate. Um, Google Drive's fantastic. Um, We've just sort of outgrown Google um, yeah. a little bit. Like we've gone to a locally, um, really accessible local storage solution. Yeah. Um, but for a long time, I just used Google Drive. Um, and the beauty with Google Drive is that it just synchronizes um, to the yeah. cloud and you just can't lose any files, yeah. which is always handy. Yeah. Um, three mantras you live by. Oh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, these are more like phrases, but, you know, no matter what you do, just make sure and, and work hard to be the best at it. Yeah. Um, this is something that I got a long time back, you know, whether, you, whether you're a janitor, just work hard. Be, once you get good enough, you can own a cleaning business and, you know, there, it, there's, there's nothing stopping you from um, finding success and creating success. Yeah. Um, that's one. Um, second one I would say is... Um, Again, it's a, it's a mantra on my end is I try and approach people and talk to people from a point of view that they they always start from a point of good yeah. and goodness yeah um, and that if they if they end up being angry or mean or rude um, that is not it's more of a reaction to something that's happening around them yeah yeah it's not a reflection of you and it's it's not personal yeah um and just looking at it that way yeah makes things much easier because you sort of don't end up sort of going you know oh why didn't blah 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 respond to my text or like me or think i was rude or respond to my email i think it because those sorts of things especially if you're a caring person you get sort of you know what did i say why why aren't they responding yeah yeah it weighs on your mind and i mean and even if you have you know a business where you're talking to a lot of clients i'm assuming it would be the same way same thing yeah even staff same thing like you know what why why aren't i hearing back from them yeah yeah you know um just just yeah take take that sort of approach that everyone starts from that point of goodness and wanting to help yeah um and that just the world and life just might sort of skew that a little bit yeah i mean people are very like you know self-focused so if they're you know going through some stuff it yeah, it, it'll affect them, you know. Yeah, like, and, and it's very rarely that you know you're thinking about someone else. 
you know, oh, you know, Jermaine, he made me stay an extra hour after work. I hate this guy so much. It's like, nah, you forget about it as soon as you hop in the car. So it's like, Is that how you speaking from experience? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Um, what's the third one? Um, I think the third and, and biggest one for me is, and it, this is a bit of a cliche as well, is that um, there's no mistakes um, I, I look back at life and, you know, people say, oh, what's like one big mistake? It's not a, it's not a mistake because it's a learning opportunity, whether it's, you know, a friend that you really shouldn't have made because yeah. they, you know, steered you in the wrong way or whatever it is. Ultimately, you're here today because of what you've sort of gone through in the past. And, um, that's, that's something that I, it helps you sort of not dwell on things. Yeah. I, I feel like I've had described to me in a way, you know, mistakes are often, you know, expensive ways to learn lessons, you know, like whether you lend some money to a person and you never get it back or like, you know, as you said before, you know, you do work for people and they don't pay you back. It's like you can either look at it as this person stole money for you from you or it's an expensive lesson in, man, I've got to vet my clients with yeah, <laughs> a bit better so they don't steal it from me. Yeah, yeah. Or, or work on your systems and processes so that it doesn't happen again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, three people you admire. Ooh, um, Bill Gates. Yeah. Um, I think the reason I admire Bill Gates is pretty, pretty, and, and for this response, I'm going to just stick to sort of public figures. I think it's very easy for me to just turn around and say, my mom, my um, dad, yeah. my mom. <laughs> yeah, 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 very yeah, easy, yeah, you know, yeah. like look at what they sacrifice and so on and so forth. And, but it's a bit of a cop out because, you know, they're not, they, they, they don't provide, they can't provide value to you in the same way that because you know their their life isn't sort of captured in the same way that yeah and it, um, it's like a given it's like if your parents aren't going above and beyond for you like <laughs> yeah I feel sorry for yeah you. yeah it's, honestly it's just something that it's it is a, it is a, a fairly sort of given yeah. thing and there are bad um, parents out there don't get me wrong but yeah, yeah um but going back to Bill Gates um just just that the mentality around using business to um make money and then using those profits to make an impact on the world. I think mm. there's a lot to be, be learnt there. Mm. Um, and just, just sort of, yeah, everything that has happened since, um, ooh, two other people. Um, this is going to be a bit funny, but like, I, I respect the Kardashians, um, yeah. just because they're just strong business operators. It yeah. doesn't matter. You know, people say, oh, you know, one video and you, your whole family sort of, um, famous. Which is not true, by the way. It's just such a, such a gross understatement of the level of work that you had to put into it. Yeah. Um, and I just, it, I think it's very interesting. Again, is, is an example of whatever you do and, and, you know, take seizing opportunities and, yeah. and using those opportunities to then further, um, a, a, a goal of yours. Yeah. Um, just fantastic and how they've all diversified into um music and cosmetics and fashion and, and just yeah. just the works yeah um, of course. is is really interesting so that's not one person that's sort of a, a whole um family um and a third person Ooh. oh man there's, there's just so many i mean a lot of a lot of business founders are just really interesting and awesome to follow mm. um actually you know what let's say kevin o'leary um i don't know if you've heard of him from shark tank no, um he's again a very very smart and well-off um sort of man who i think has just i just admire how he looks at business um how he looks at just just 
things like business as a as just what it is. It's not nothing personal. It's just you know a, a service that you're providing, and he's gonna figure out what he thinks about it. Yeah. Even if he doesn't think that it's that great. Yeah. Um, and that sort of candid um approach to it um is just it's really nice in a world where there's a lot of yes men. I mean. And just sugarcoating, right? Yeah, yeah. Sort of like softening, like, you know, yeah, that was really nice, Hayden. I just won't use that design. Yeah. Or more of how about you change this, like, or, you know, as he likes to put it, your business is bad and it deserves to be, you know, taken around the back and then shot dead and just start on something. Yeah, yeah. yeah sort of. Maybe you should, like, take it to that extent, especially if, like, your little brother's, like, coming to you and you're like, oh, I want to start this lemonade stand. And you're like, you idiot. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I think uh, if you want to, like, you know, work in any industry, you need to actually take on constructive criticism and realize that, like, in life, like, the L's you take are actually when you learn the most. So, yeah. Because if stuff is just, like, going well for you and you've got no adversity, you're never going to get better at anything. No. Then there's no reason to then be pushed. And yeah, push yourself. So, yeah. Um, well, that about that, that about wraps it up. Um, this has been a pretty meaty episode. I'm glad we've done this because we were supposed to do this. I think you know a long time, and I've been pushing to interview Jermaine for a very long time. Thank you for listening to the Future Tribe podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review on your podcast app. 